know it only happens after dark. Hey, we are back, son. It was a beautiful weekend, beautiful sunny blue skies. And guess what was in the air? Nothing but negative energy in the air. Let's go. Yeah, man, it was a lot going on this weekend. I mean, I'll tell you in particular from my side of things, uh, my Saturday night was, it was, I don't remember it, just to be respectful about it without going into too much detail. Dead, <laughs> just dead serious, don't remember it. Apparently, I got my, like, I was getting beat up by another girl. Like, <laughs> I, like, yeah, bro, like, a, dude, I'm. They heard what I'll you had to say on the last pod, bro. <laughs> they heard that topic last nah, week. No, <laughs> bro, like, it was, it was, it was way, it was way more complicated than that, but like, yeah, and I woke up and my whole left side basically like feels like I would just got thrashed and then like Who'd you get beat up by Brittany Griner, bro? <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, I think it's because like as a guy, respectfully, like I'm not trying to like hit no girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll hold her off the best I can, but like if you start squeezing a girl hard enough, it looks like you starting to be the aggressor, you know what I'm saying? So it's like apparently this happened to me and like I felt it the next day a hundred percent. I got scuff marks on my hands, like I got all types of stuff from like I was on I was on asphalt, bro. So like, <laughs> no, I, let me tell you, I'm I, sore I, as hell too, bro. I was fucking last night was my first uh, adult soccer league game. We ran it back. Oh, uh, word. co-ed, yeah. And let me tell you, bro, uh, I was not too hot, not too hot. This the speed was still there, but the endurance wasn't. I had a couple good <laughs> runs in me, and then I was gasping for air. My hamstrings were tight. You know, uh, anytime someone we, – we had a clean sheet. We won 7-1. Uh, I let some nigga score in the last 10 seconds because I thought the ref was about to call the game, but he didn't. So he swooped <laughs> right past my ass, and I was like, <laughs> God damn. But, but, Vintage Mike will be back. Give me, give me three, four weeks. <laughs> We should mean like three, four months. That's what he means. That's what he means. He means like he means like October when the summer league when they got to move to a different league. This is fall league now. This ain't even the summertime. Nah, that's All crazy. Right. Though. But that's good. You're getting active for sure. That's that's good. You're getting active. Like I've I got to get more involved in that and things. And like I'm definitely um got a good like a, got a gym at my my new work now. Um, oh, yeah. and it's super nice. So gonna definitely try to utilize that the best i can with the flexibility that my work allows me to have in terms of the time of day i have to do be like around stuff and be in the office and it's real nice so um but other than that i mean i know i know mike i mean you and i had chatted about it a little bit there's a you said it there's a lot of negative energy in there and honestly for the ladies and the gentlemen out there that don't like negative energy because it's bad for your aura or whatever you love it because that's the best gossip Take it, take it away from there, Mike. I, that's all I got to say about that. Yes, nothing but negative energy. You know the After Dark podcast loves drama. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Like I said, it's the After Dark podcast where we debate topics that are none of our business. It's your boy, Mike on the mic. We got Big Stir in the house floating above me like always. You know, we about to get into it. Some crazy shit. Dude, I feel like we always talking about Chris Brown. We can never not talk about this dude. And then he just pops up into our queue again on some wild 
ish. Chris, what are you doing, man? So over the weekend, Chris Brown had a little birthday party. He was feeling himself. He might have been a little tipsy. He was having fun, man. He was drinking, having a good time. Bow Wow and Usher were singing happy birthday to him. It was nothing but good vibes. But ladies and gentlemen, you know what I said earlier. It wasn't always good vibes because negative energy was in the air over the weekend. Chris Brown was seen arguing with Tiana Taylor. It got a little hostile. He was getting a little crazy with it. My man Usher just came over there to settle peace. He was meta world peace. Ron Artest up there. You know, he probably just sing like, these are my confessions. Just when I thought I had it. Thought he could just, <laughs> thought he could just use a little vocals and soothe everything off. He was probably on roller skates. Then Chris wasn't fucking with it. Chris called him a coward. He had the whole team gang up on him, jump Usher. Usher left with a bloody nose, my man, a bloody nose. So before we even get too deep into this, you know, is this is this just Chris? Is is it over for Chris? Like, as far as him trying to make a comeback, we were talking about how, like, last week, it's been so long. He's been doing well. He's really been staying out the news. Is it just seem like it's over for him, man? I mean, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news for myself as a Chris Brown fan or as a music lover, which I am as well. And Chris Brown is a staple in my eyes in terms of the way that I grew up with music because he's evolved so much. Um, <laughs> obviously, maturity-wise to a degree and then also... <laughs> Uh, um, musically, and we know what happens when Chris gets a little, gets a little, gets a little pushback. I mean, not to bring up a whole other situation, but uh, yeah. And it always seems to be like there's another woman involved, no matter if it's his girl, somebody else's girl, whatever it is. I want to say something before I even make my statement and answer that question, right, real quick. I'm absolutely tired of this, and and ladies, you can expect this from your man. I don't think this is even like respectable. Or a man that your friends like it's not even like it's not worth it. Like Chris Brown and Usher ain't got no crazy massive, 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 massive beef, right? Like no straight off the top like beef. You insert a woman into the situation, somehow there becomes beef because Chris probably says some things he shouldn't have said. One thousand percent. We're all freaking adults, right? We can handle our own stuff, but. Why you gotta? Why why Usher gotta react? And then like that's what, you already know it's gonna trigger Chris. Like we know he ain't got no damn temper. He just like, he just boop, boop. He just, just goes. <laughs> he goes to zero to one hundred. No, he goes zero to one twenty in less than in in way less than four seconds. And I'm talking that's not a zero to sixty. Zero to sixty is typically four seconds. He hitting that shit in four at one hundred twenty. And for Chris right now, man, he's on this really downward spiral, and I, I hate it for him because I, like I said, I'm a big fan of Chris Brown, and I'm a music fan, and I think he provides a lot to the music community with his collaborations and even some of the, some of the tracks he drops here and there. But, like, it's either you get it together within this, this calendar year or you might as well cease to exist. I mean, granted, you made your millions. You got, all your, you got some equity in places. You're going to be fine. You always have your money, like, you know, I mean, you did have one of the most controversial songs basically of the decade at this point um, or of the past decade, I should say, with, uh, you know, <laughs> Freaky Friday. Uh, we know how that went with all the all the all the uh, the white sororities. No offense to the white sororities. Ain't no racism involved. Just like speaking the facts. Um, and at the end of the day, man, like it's either get it together or you're chalked. 
I, I don't know what you think about it. Like, I mean, I think there is an opportunity for him to make his way back, but he has to be minding his P's and Q's. He has to be crossing his T's, dotting his I's, and he can't be doing and screwing around with this stuff. He might need to just lower up back on the drinking and partying as much because he's 30-some years old. Like, bro, you got a kid. I think he got multiple. Like, come on, dog. You've been living this life for a long time. You might as well, you need to give it up at some point. I got a couple, I got a few things to say about this. Number one, why are you starting beef with Usher, man? Usher ain't did nothing to nobody but just spread a little herpes. That's all he ever did, man. He just spread that's a little. He, he just spread a little just friendly, a little. little friendly herp. Just that's, he's really just marking his territory. He just leaves you with a little mark, and, <laughs> and he's just letting you know Usher's been here because he's tired of singing confessions. So he just left. He's, he just left his confession on you. That's that's what he's got to do. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why he stopped giving a fuck that's why he stopped giving a fuck so i just really don't know why the man sang you happy birthday in front of all your celebrity friends and then you had your whole crew jump usher like for, first of all why you got a whole crew jumping usher bro it usher a fucking pretty boy just jump his ass you, <laughs> you why you gonna waste the exactly. whole crew, crew on i get it feels a little dirt you got nba young boy out here you might be scared some shit some real shit gonna pop off but you got the yes. whole crew on usher bro like come on dog. yeah that don't make no sense and usher yeah. was just trying to alleviate the situation he came over there just trying to be on some big bro shit like yo chris this ain't this ain't the move you know uh Tiana Taylor, she's a big name. Like, if you out here wild and if you do some wild shit, bro, if I turn my head and you out here throwing some fist, dog, like, <laughs> it might be over for you, my boy. You can't use a 17 car no more, you grown-ass man. So, Usher was just over there. He was just trying to settle the situation, and Chris took it too far. But, but, hot take. Goddamn, Chris is a genius. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Chris is a motherfucking genius. And why do I say that? Sterling, when was the last time Chris really came and shocked the world with a buzz when no one thought, when everyone counted him out, when everyone was ready to write him off? What song did he come with? Do you, do you remember what song he came with and really just reminded us that you can't cancel Chris Breezy? I can't. I honestly, I cannot recall off the top of my head. I'll be frank with you, hundred percent honest. Like, and I, I'd be lying if I said I did. He told Tiana Taylor, "Say bye bye to her deuces." Oh my, Chris is a genius, bro. He's trying to spark up some more controversy. He wants to be down and out. He wants to be counted out, black ball, and he's going to drop the most fire music we heard. He's going to sing about it. He's going to get a diss track. It's going to be the first harmony diss track to another male in the fucking music industry. He's going to have a diss track to Usher. He's going to have a diss track to Tiana Taylor. He wants everyone to count him out. He got in another fight the next day. Literally got in another altercation with somebody else yeah. the next day. My man is no one way. This is a marketing stunt. God damn it, Chris. You almost had me. You almost had me. But you know what? Damn it. I think I know what you're up to. And I'm here for. I'm here for. As long as you don't put well, your mean, hands on a female, if you're just arguing with them, that's enough to get them riled up. That's enough to really come with the next project. Yeah. I'm, I'm here and for. The, and, and, 
and and they'll come and they'll come and listen to to the music and that's and that's completely normal i i will say at the same time i understand that like when it comes to like chris in general like he's got to do like outrageous stuff for him to get that type of clout like he had a few years back right like we know this like he's not the same he's not the same as he used to be um in terms of the type of pull he has in terms of overall but I mean, it's like he's been listening to our podcast at the same time, man. It's like he he heard us talking about him and Usher maybe performing the Super Bowl, and he was like, ah, I want that. He, <laughs> he said, said, I want that. He said, ah. he said, I want that. <laughs> but but we know, but you know that we know that's not gonna happen. <laughs> but um, at the same time, I I realize that like what you're saying could be true, and it may be a hundred percent true. Maybe at the same time where it's like he's not gonna go. He's not going to try to pop off on music. He just wants to stay relevant so he keeps his Instagram followers up, which gets him money. Do some do some do some brand deals, get some money. I mean, cuz nobody knows where he wants to go. I think ultimately he wants to continue to make music, but it is a slippery slope because you will lose some of that like especially if it's like you said if they're arguing with females, that's enough to get them that's enough to get them going. But like some of them ain't gonna be screwing with it, and some dudes gonna be like, "All right, bro, like Chris is just getting out of it. He's just getting annoying at this point." But some some dudes will be like that, and you know that. Like I could see myself at some point in my life, but I I could I can't really imagine me fully like being like, oh, "I'm not gonna listen to Chris." Like that's not. Even I'm good. never you know? deleting Chris Brown music from my phone. You're not gonna get me to stop playing popping. It's just not gonna happen. When that beat drops, boy. No, you're not gonna get me. Give me that. Oh, old throwback, Chris. New Chris. I don't care. It's not happening. You have to come with a little more than a couple arguments with Tiana Taylor and a 17 little fist swing. You got to come with some more than that. He's gonna have to be. He's gonna have to be on some R. Kelly shit. R. Kelly shit, and I'll stop. R. Kelly shit, and I'll stop listening to it. I'm already pissed. I gotta stop listening to Step in the Name of Love, bro. That was a black staple cookout. Right now, I, I, Mother's Day coming up. You know we be playing that in the background. I, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. That's some true shit. Like I have not heard that song in so long, and obviously I know every gosh darn word. Um, God, I've heard it so many times at this point. But it's absolutely absurd to me that, I mean, if he if this is a political stunt or a, or a, or a marketing stunt, great for him. And I still listen to music because I have no problem with it. Right? Like you just you two men being. A little immature, maybe Chris being a little immature the other, but I'm just going. I'm just going to say this right now about the whole situation in and of itself, the fight in and of itself. I don't give a damn that he pulled his whole team up on the boys. Like I tell you right now, if it was my boys back in the day, like and somebody pulled up to the house and it was one, it, it was one maybe two guys, and you got my whole my whole crew there, my whole my my, my gang basically, my boys. We are all jumping you. It's a wrap, bro. I'm not. I'm not about to play games. Like it ain't, I ain't gonna get a scratch. Like I throw one. I throw one, and that's all I need. Like nah, my boys bro. got the rest. Like nah, nah, nah. My niggas can't back me up if a single nigga out here trying to scrap with me, bro. Nah, nah, nah. If a single nigga try to scrap me, like nah, nigga, no, no. This is me. This is me. Like even <laughs> if I'm getting my ass beat, don't come and help me, bro. I'm getting my ass beat by a singer, nigga. Nah, no, hold it, hold it, hold him down, hold him down. Got a hold, got a like this right here. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Beating the shit out of him. I mean, look, man, Usher and Usher and Chris Brown, we know are both staples in, in, in the R and B, uh, hip hop community. 
Um, and I got I got much love and respect for the both of them. I mean, I, I can't I, I can't 100 percent respect Usher just passing around herpes for free. Like, but it's a known thing now. So if you are fucking him with no protection, you really are just like being dumb. Like, that's it. Um, aside from that, aside from that, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are. If there's anything else you want to say before we move on, because I know that Chris is like, he's a smart kid. He's not an idiot. Um, and I mean, if this is the play, like, good luck. All I got to say luck. is, Chris, as long as you give me good music, th- listen, any artist out here, how many times we got to tell you? I don't care what you out here doing. Don't don't be on no R. Kelly shit. Don't be on no weird, stupid, weirdo, freak shit. If you out here making little miscellaneous little mistakes, that's cool. Just give me good music, bro. Because 2023 has been a goddamn drought. So just give me some good music and we cool, dog. I ain't see three blind mice. I ain't see shit, yo. I ain't see shit. Just give me, give me good yeah, music, blind. and I ain't blind see shit. It's, it's like trying to bribe a cop. It's like, yeah, I mean, I know I was twenty over the speed limit, but like, here's a quick like two hundo. You you gonna look the <laughs> other way? Like it's that it's that type of mentality. But speaking of money and rights and laws and suits and all types of nonsense, um, I I know that we, you know. I mean, I'm sure, unfortunately, for some folks, fortunately for me, I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not against the man, but um, Ed Sheeran, uh, over the weekend, I believe it was, or right before the weekend, and, or became, came in, uh, won his uh, copyright lawsuit against Marvin Gaye and the co-writers of Let, Let's Get It On and Thinking Out Loud. Um, and so, like, just to, before I even, like, go into a questioning here, it's like, do you do you really look at these both of these songs and like let's get it on in general, right? Like that song's a, a good song by Ed Sheeran on that ends of things. Um and then obviously Marvin Gaye. But Think It Out Loud's beat, like that shit was a banger and that shit went did numbers. But at the end of the day, do you think that them not ruling in favor of Marvin Gaye and his co-writers, uh do you think that was the right decision they were made they were made in that civil court case? I think it was the right decision just because that is such a slippery slope. If if they would have given if they would have given the uh trial to the gays, um and I'm sorry gays, you took a L this time. <laughs> they would have given the trial to the gays. <laughs> Shit. Uh if they would have given the trial to the gays. Then, you know, I don't even know how people can make music. Like, every single thing has been done, has been built on top of this, and that was kind of Ed's point. And um, so they couldn't they couldn't let them win. They had to give it to Ed Sheeran. But let me tell you something, Ed. Let me tell you something. Yo ass got lucky. Yo ass got mad lucky, boy. Because I heard them mashups. Yeah. I heard them mashups. I heard that snare. You got lucky, my boy. You had them good lawyers. I think the division tour grossed two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, he had them good lawyers. <laughs> they came in. Yeah. My, my bro was in the courthouse playing the guitar, acoustic guitar. He he was begging, son. Also, let me quit. I'm tired of artists saying they're gonna quit music. My dog said he was gonna quit music if he lost this nigga. No one quits music. No one retires from music. Music retires you. You keep on making yep. it as long as people are listening to it, my brother. I I don't I haven't heard I haven't seen 
one artist who has quit music and the music didn't retire them. They always come back. If people listen, you come back. If they don't, then my boy, you didn't quit. You know, they blackballed your ass. It's a consumer-based industry, man. Music is consumer-based. If people don't listen to you, you don't get make money. You don't become popular. You don't get out the mud for some folks. You don't get out the suburbs for some other folks. You don't get to leave your mom and dad's massive mansion for other folks. Um, but in terms of getting it right, wrong, um, in my opinion, I agree with you to a to a fault. And I get where you're coming from. Like, and I, I, like I said, I do agree with you to a fault uh, on this one. Because I think that they, were, they continue to try to set precedent on this very thing that's going to continue to happen more and more. Because, excuse me, we will get into this more when we start talking about AI stuff and just the creation of music. Because over the last decade and maybe uh, some change, you have probably seen more samples of music from the 90s. And the eight, like, I mean, just over and over and over and over. And it is a continuous cycle. And just so happens that those songs become extremely popular and extremely high in demand by the consumer based market, which is us as listeners. This is from a logistical standpoint. Like, we're just looking at this from like a logical place here and how it works. If they strike down Ed Sheeran on this, because like I said, I don't really know Let's Get It On that well, like Ed Sheeran, uh, like in that um, whole ordeal, I get like Marvin Gaye's side of it. Thinking out loud, that song, I'm telling you, bro, like that shit did crazy numbers, crazy Crazy. numbers. And they knew exactly what they were doing by waiting too. They said, go ahead and stack all that paper and then we go hit you with the lawsuit. (laughs) No, of course, and they and they aren't stupid. They, they probably that shit. They had that shit pending since the day it came out, and they were building up a case. And I hate that the that uh, the gays, their lawyer. Mm, uh, I hate <laughs> that their their lawyer, their lawyers, really worked their ass off for that many years and lost. Um, and, and I mean, like I like if I think about the future of music for me, my kids, you know whatever as life go as we know it in terms of the music industry i couldn't imagine not hearing this some hearing some like samples of old stuff i couldn't imagine it oh yeah like and- imagine there's gonna there's gonna be a point when we get older and there, there's gonna be original tracks by like by some real artists out there of our generation whether that be drake or whoever's beats they're using that are somewhat original right and people are going to do the same thing and they're going to recreate and try to make the next best version of it because that generation being us has already died out. They're introducing it to the new generation and it's like, Oh shit, that's a banger. And it makes it easier for older folks who know that sample to either love it or hate it. There is no in between. So let's, I let's think also, logically it makes a lot of sense. Let's also not forget that, you know, the gays have, this is not their first time around the rodeo. They've done this before and they caught the dub with blurred lines. Um, Back in the day, come on, bro, keep it, keep it together, my dog. <laughs> oh, you said it, man. And, and look, we 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 ain't got no problem with if you gay, straight, like whatever you are. You I ain't got no problem with. But go ahead, my bad, bro. Oh my god, no. Um, we're talking about Marvin Gaye, my nigga. All right, so. <laughs> 
they fucking they won this before with blurred lines. Uh, they sued yep. the mm-hmm. hell out of um, what's his face? Uh, white R and B singer nigga. What's his name? Oh my god, god I can't remember his name. How am I drawing a blank? Oh, man? Robin Thicke. Robin, Robin Thicke. Robin, Robin Thicke. Thicke. Yes, Robin yes, Thicke. yes, Robin Thicke. He's he's got good music. He's he's almost an honorary nigga at at this point. I feel like yes. he can he can that say nigga. He could he could say nigga. I mean, I mean, I'd have to talk to him first. Like, like, yo, like maybe you can be cool with. Like, I mean, I feel like if Robin Thicke came up to me, it was like, "What up, nigga?" I'd be like, "Oh, what's, well, what up?" <laughs> I might be like, oh, "What up?" Yeah, what up? I might look around yeah. and see if anybody else like caught that, and if no one else fucking spoke up, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, what up, man? What up? What up, bro? <laughs> How you doing, bro? How you doing? You doing all right? Yeah, that type of thing. I get that. I get that. So I mean, like he took the L and he had to pay up five million dollars to uh, the Marvin Gaye estate, and so um, they tried to come up on another lick. They probably they they gonna be listening, bro. They probably got a whole team of people out there listening. So if you think you about to come up on some sweet little, you gonna make a little iffy thing. You think the Marvin Gaye and them ain't about to be listening to you? He's in his grave right now, like cha-ching. That's mine, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah, it's like my that bread. My bread is going crazy. Yeah, that estate is going crazy. I'm. I mean, and and <clears throat> look, man, I I don't blame anybody. Um, or the estate of the people being like that, whether it be the children, grandchildren, whoever, um, especially when their parents, mom or dad, made great music at some point down the road, grandma, grandpa, whoever it is, and taking the getting, trying to make sure they get the rights and get the money from it, because in in reality, at the at some point, it is rightfully theirs to a degree. I think at the end of the day, if the music industry wasn't going the direction it is right now with Ed Sheeran stuff, I'm gonna be a hundred percent with you. He would have lost that shit. No kizzy. That shit would have been a wrap. It would have been the easiest shit. They'd be like, nah, bro. Like, don't even fuck. Hey, shut up with this acoustic. Like, they would take that goddamn guitar and fucking smash that shit in the, in the damn courtroom. Like, shut the fuck up. That was some like, corny give me the white money. boy shit to play the acoustic guitar. Yeah. It, <laughs> like, come on, bro. That's how you know he was he was down bad on it. And, like, I felt bad for him, him to a degree. But at the same time, I'm thinking, like, for my good folks out there that made the, uh, the original sample, like, dog, like, he, like, just, he literally snatched your chain he snatched it and he made more money with it and he made more money with it that's like that's the difference like he is just better like he just better than you and he took it from you without having to do much work besides right and i'm like i said that shit did numbers i like that song even though it's a part of a lot of memes at proms where if y'all haven't seen the video it's some girl that's in a wheelchair and it's like when your legs don't work like they used to before and it is just (laughs) not fair Yeah, they said, it oh, is, oh, divide, huh? Yeah, go ahead and divide up them profits because <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. they were saying. Go ahead and divide up them profits because we're going to take a little bit of that. That was a cute little song you did, it's Thinking Out Loud. Let me go ahead and take a couple of them little, couple of them green Yeah, ones. so, I mean, without beating beating the hell out of this man, because we could talk all day about Ed Sheeran's corny ass just being in there with the guitar. That like That could be a whole topic itself, literally. Um, I know y'all don't want to hear about Ed Sheeran, but if you would talk about my, like an OG Marvin Gaye, we gonna have to we gonna have to talk a little bit more about him, um, in in just general. But um, I know that I, mean, I do think they got it right for the stamp from the stance that it was the right thing to do for the precedent when it happens again. But I do think in reality, if that shit didn't do numbers and we were in the situation we are with music, he would have lost that shit raps and they would have smashed his fucking nice ass guitar in the fucking courtroom and made him cry. 
and that shit would have actually been funny as fuck. I wish that would have happened, but um, <laughs> we we can't we can always get what we wish for. Unfortunately, that's for you kids out there. Think you can get everything you want at eleven eleven every fucking night. Um, but yeah, stop doing that. By the way, if you if you're taking making wishes at eleven eleven, you better you're fucking hoping for goddamn like Jesus to come back and like save you. We know we know you ain't worthy. But aside from the point, that's me going on a tangent. Um. No, nah, we definitely get that there. I mean, and I want to kind of roll into something that we've loved talking about this. You and I have like been sending stuff each back and forth, back and forth, back and forth about AI Drake, AI music, like crazy, man. I mean, dude, we probably will. I mean, guaranteed by the end of the year, we'll have a string of probably 100 plus like videos, but back and forth between you and I, 100 plus, easy. Easy. And so... Speaking of millions, and speaking of 100 million, or maybe three mil, 300 million, according to studies, and this is all based on the inclination that AI is going to be the most powerful thing on the planet in the next, basically, like five to ten years, decade or so. AI is planned to replace 300 Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me correct. 300 million jobs. Take that in for a second. Yeah, let that breathe. Right. Now let it breathe, Tunes. Let, <laughs> mm -hmm. let, me, let me put this in perspective for you guys. I'll do a quick math before I even get to our question. Just to really, really let it, because I, I read this and I was like, yo, what the hell? I saw it uh, before we had uh, even thought about putting it in. There's almost 8 billion people on the planet now, right? Yep. Almost 8, almost 8 billion. I can't even do the damn math on here. Well, percentage-wise, people, 300 million divided by 8 billion. It's some grade A math right here, guys. Sorry, sorry, folks. I fucked this all up. It's somewhere. <laughs> it's somewhere in the. It's somewhere in the ballpark. If we know one out of eight is roughly around twelve and a half percent, you drop that down. It's a little less than like eight percent. Looking at eight percent of the world's workforce could be handled by AI in a matter of years. They go, that's almost. The that's almost is, all of the United States when you think about it. The United it States literally, it literally is people. So. Yep, roughly 330 million people, and obviously going up and up by the day, but 300 million jobs to be replaced by AI. Question is, is what does this mean for the workforce and working in general? And, and, and will it even be necessary for, I mean, being a first world country like the United States, who's probably going to have access to this shit way quicker than everybody else, will it even be necessary for the average American to have to work? Mike, I'm going to hand it off to you, man. I don't even think we can fathom what that means for the workforce, what that means for society moving forward. Um, I'm going to try my best to do some projections here, just based solely off my opinion. But obviously, we've this is unprecedented, um, unchartered territory here. We've never seen anything of this magnitude. Now, there's always been uh, innovations in economies. And we've seen jobs be removed by innovation 
And majority of the times when those jobs were moved by innovation, there was also new jobs created to work the innovation that was developed previously. But we've never seen innovation take over 300 million jobs. No matter what jobs come out of this innovation, there's no way to keep up with the pace that is removing people from the workforce by adding them into new jobs and these people learning new skills because it's not only going to take like having new jobs to develop but it's going to take qualified people in those positions so these people have to learn new skills and whether they're equipped to learn new skills or whether they're even willing to do so you know it could take it those jobs could only be open for the younger generation or people who are going into school now and willing to take the classes and the courses uh, necessary to learn the skills to be able to work those jobs. Uh, I think what I think is going to have to come to play, or I don't know if it's going to have to come to play, but we're really going to have to start thinking about it and running the numbers and see if it's plausible. I think universal basic income is something that, you know, could be a real discussion in the future. If you're taking away all these jobs from all these folks, uh, they're going to need something just to cover their basic necessities. And I think that, you know, it's been tossed around there a lot in a lot of um, economic discussions. Universal basic income could allow people to, you know, take care of their basic necessities to a certain extent. Obviously not at a lavish extent, but, you know, you're not going to fucking die or anything like that. Um, take care of that. And, you know, gig economy is growing develop a business i think that that's where a lot of things are going if you don't develop a business learn how to do the other jobs or if you think you can live off of your universal basic income hey power to you brother but you weren't listening to my podcast because i told you the women only want one percent men so if you're doing that then you ain't gonna get no women but (laughs) 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 but what do you think Yeah, man. Uh, I think it's, I mean, I think it's phenomenal that um, technology has come, come this far just based on like, um, if I'm really thinking about it and talk about like my parents, for example, my, my parents were born in the 60s, the very early part of the 60s, um, extremely early. Wow, um, why are you dating your parents, was, bro? Don't do them like that. Why am I doing them dirty, bro? No, my parents, my parents are great folk. You didn't have to say the now, early part of the 60s, bro. You out here being disrespectful, though. No, great times. I mean, segregation, you know, Jim Crow, like all really great stuff. Um, but and what technology has done for, um, you, not specifically just the United States in general, but uh, the world has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and the minds that have come from like building new tech and like what the things that we have today, like stoplights in general, are considered a technology and it was these like it almost seems like the most simplest thing and that wasn't just in the 60s that was even like before that but the thing is is like now we're in this position where we have so much knowledge right we have so many ways to do trial and error we have so many things that we could actually automate like genuinely automate on a day in day out basis that we've been saying for years and years and years on end for anybody's grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, sister, brother, themselves that worked a works a line job respectfully. Right? I have nothing wrong with somebody working a line job. Nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. But the issue is and let me let me put this in like, like I said I already prefaced this. The issue is, is that we don't need you to be there to do that job. 
we need you to be there working so it's good for the economy so you can pay and, and buy, pay bills and not just pay bills but go into consumer-based products like certain types of snacks doritos honey buns all the things you see at a convenience store when you buy playstations when you, all this stuff is all based on economical gain it is not it is not for you they don't care about you respectfully that's why when this does happen i'm hoping everyone at this some point at their, in their lives if you're young you're old whatever is looking towards not just using one source of income for their whole entire livelihood right yeah, like it, that is just something that is at this point in time it is too difficult to live the exact life you want in my personal opinion because i don't feel like i'm very different from a lot of folks where I want to live, a not a, I don't need to live a lavish life, nothing like that. I want to be able to do stuff, be comfortable, have what I want, and then not worry too much about money. And if I got to worry a little bit about money here and there, that's fine. Because I don't think I'll ever be necessarily wealthy, but I will be rich in some regard. That's how I see it. And if you don't see that, that's fine. Money doesn't bring happiness for everyone, and it's not going to bring happiness for most people. That's fine. Well, you if y'all like and subscribe to this channel, follow on all the accounts, you know, we you, we might be able to make a little extra income. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and at the end of the day, I want people to understand is that through those 300 million jobs, they won't just go to the line workers, my friends. For all you software tech geeks out there, I'm telling you, like you do all this shit online and guess who else can do it? A fucking computer. Because you're doing it on a computer on a daily freaking basis. All they're going to need is someone to be able to design the AI to keep, make it repetitive and continue to do updates on it. Well, here's the thought, you yep. know. So, so what I think the first jobs to go will be probably entry-level jobs, right? You know, those will be mm -hmm. the first jobs to go for AI innovation because it'll be able to handle, it'll be able to handle simple tasks. Why pay someone... 55 to 60k um right straight out of college with healthcare benefits and all that that has to come with that for a simple task that can be done by ai computer system those are going to be the first to go <clears throat> why is that problematic well it's extremely problematic because how does one get the go to the next level of occupation if entry-level jobs are being taken away from them the key point for entry-level jobs is not because we really need some snobby kid to come in here and put in some data into a computer. You know, that's not what it is. The entry-level jobs, the importance of them on the economy and society as a whole is to develop the new coming workers, put them in the workspace, allow them a place and a task and a job that they can complete without fucking up the business and come in and learn so we can progress them further. That is the primary benefit of entry-level jobs. And if we take that away from people, what I'm scared of is, you know, it's going to really make it hard for people to try and get a regular occupation or work their way up because they, they're, they're not qualified to jump to the next level. But there's an AI computer mm -hmm. system doing the level that they're qualified for. How do they even move up in that situation? Yeah, um, and I agree with you on the entry level part because that is 100% true. If you, I mean, almost everyone that went to college or even didn't go to college or finished college, whatever, 
if you have a desk job or got a desk job at some point when you first got out of school or got done with whatever you were doing, that was an entry level job. If they, even if they didn't put it in the, in your job title, because they ain't gonna embarrass you like that, like on LinkedIn, they ain't gonna be like, oh, entry level so and so. They ain't gonna embarrass you. They, they won't give you the regular title, but you know what you really are. You're an entry level guy getting paid fifteen to twenty thousand dollars minimum less than the next guy that's a senior above you. We know how that goes. Um, and I, I think with the way day and age is now, like, I mean, I've had this conversation with my parents personally, and I've had this conversation with my little sister, and you know. And the younger generation has to understand, I mean, and I'm part of the younger generation. I've understood it because I, that's why I've had and worked so much um, and got like jobs that would give me experience because I understood the value of what it could bring and allow me to get paid more. Not only that, but um, get some more genuine knowledge on how to move. Like, let's just be like move around, be like how to work a workplace. If you guys have never heard of that term terminology, maybe not that exact verbiage. But that type of slang, like I can move around a workplace, meaning like I can be sociable, but I also am not too sociable. I know who to touch. Like I know who to touch bases with. I know who not to touch bases with. I know who's important. I know who's not important. That's really in the end of the day, what entry level allows you to do as well. It allows you to understand like, who the fuck do I need to actually pay attention to when I'm here? Because that's going to get me my next role. That's going to get me my next job at a different company. That's because it's going to allow me to do this, this, and this. So I mean, it, it, it could definitely be a great thing if it's done the right way, but it could be at the pitfall and at the, at, the, at, the, at the demise of a lot of the human capital that we have um, in the United States. And this is, once again, why I tell these fuckers to get in sales, because the one thing people can't deny, the one thing they can't deny is human interaction. That's what they cannot deny. We need it to live. So... FYI, do it because you're fucking yourself if you're not. Um, and I'm sorry if you suck at it or you hate it or it's too stressful. Well, sorry. You want to have a job? Sorry. I mean, it's just what it is. So um, really, in terms of the idea of, like, would we even need to work anymore? I think that working will always be necessary because for the human body and the way that we were built as humans biologically, specifically in the male population, we are meant to do something like it literally it, it, it we can't function the right way if we don't your jobs just won't be as important as you think they are that's all there's it's going to be you get paid less maybe if they do the universal income and if you're cool with like 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 uh like mike said if you're cool with living off a of universal income fucking more power to you bro that shit's gonna be less than goddamn food stamps and like <laughs> i ain't got there, there's nothing wrong with food stamps either. Like, I, there's nothing wrong with that, bro. Like, there's no, nothing wrong with that at all. Shit. Yeah. Like, bro, I'm, I'm not hating on nobody on, for nothing. But I'm serious. Like, there's more to life than just, like, we understand if you don't have money, you can't suit, do certain things. Trust me. I've been there. We all have been there at some point in our lives where it's like we didn't have the amount of funds we felt comfortable with, and we couldn't do certain things that we wanted to do. If you're cool with that and living your way, cool. Like, that's all I got to say. And if you're and you're probably the same person is going to get your job taken by fucking AI. And then you're going to be bitching and moaning like, why don't I have a job? It's because you weren't trying to fucking get better at something. You just were like check, collecting the paycheck and moving the fuck on. So Facts. I'm and sorry I'm on a rant. I'm, no, I, I agree just, with you. That's just American population, man. You're giving them some alpha there. You know, everyone, whether you're working a job right now, should start a passion project just for the not for the sole fact of the income coming through. But, you know. Um, 
you know, what's so important about working in the occupation world is really having, finding our purpose. Some people don't necessarily find their purpose through their occupation. So just working on a passion project will um, allow you to kill some time once you inevitably get laid off from the AI uh, movement. Jesus Christ. You can't <laughs> say it like that. That, that sounded worse than the way I said it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's oh, funnies man. we joke and we joke on the after dark podcast do we not joke. take us too seriously we joke if you take us too seriously guess what bro you need to grow some fucking nuts um <laughs> and or or you or you need to like grow the fuck up if you're if you're a woman but get some cojones or, huh um, yeah some cojones man i and i we do love talking about ai and i think ai is going to be a part of a conversation for a very 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 long time as time continues on and we'll know more and things are going to change but seriously take our advice at the end of the day like um i i agree with mike like find something you really enjoy outside of work if work is your passion like if what you do is what you love like on a day and day basis i give you every single heart emoji you could possibly get because that is the most beautiful shit in the world because seriously that's like one of the hardest things to find in this world um more than it's not it's, it's almost as hard as finding trying to find like a true partner in like in life it's like almost like that level it might be actually harder um but speaking of ai you know and we could go on for days on that particular topic in the job side of things um <laughs> this actually just cracks me up um Hollywood writers have have started a strike. Some uh, movie studios are electing to not ban AI writing in films, and writers are responding by going on a strike in a fear of a slippery slope being exactly what we were just fucking talking about. And so, the question is so simple: Do you agree with the studios being like, "Oh, it's not it's not a bad idea to let AI do some writing on some of this stuff," or is it okay? Like, we get where the writers are citing, and they're scared that they're going to lose their jobs. Like, bitch, you striking? You might as well just lose your job already. I'm sorry, I gave my opinion, but um, <laughs> do you agree with the studios or the writers on this one, Mike? I'll let you go. This one is this one's tough. This one's tough, man. It's it's really pulling on you know. I feel like I'm broken up into two different sections as a human on my moral basis and how I kind of look at life and it's tugging on both sections. Yeah. One of them is tugging on yeah. at the end of the day, like we always say we're businessmen. So if I'm gonna have mm -hmm. to pay you six figures to write a funny ass joke, or I can just type in to AI, a write a funny joke for family guy. And family, and it could just write me a funny joke. Jeez, man, I'm just might just pay this monthly subscription for Chat GBT and you know kick you to the curb because I don't know if I want to pay you. Um, but the other side, the other like I got my I got my angel and my devil on both shoulders. The I guess the angel side of me is saying you know, and kind of the bigger picture at large is really when you think about. Uh, Hollywood and writers and what the whole economy in California is kind of built off of. It's really kind of like a college town. So, you know, if you start stripping away the writers and you start, you're essentially taking money out of the economy, out of um, 
this what makes California go over there. All that money's a trickle down effect, and all that leads to spending. Riders make good money. They go out. They pay for chefs. They go out. They pay for the restaurants and all the Hollywood treatment that goes on there, etc., etc., etc. It's all a trickle down effect. Chauffeurs. You name it, it all gets trickled down. But once you strip that money away from the economy, that money is no longer uh, being transitioned and being swindled through everywhere you go. And, uh, you know, it could be I think it could be detrimental to what California built their name off of. But as far as the company side of things. I mean, I can't really hate on them. If, if the AI is producing the same product, why does it matter? I, really, why does it matter? But. I'm aside. I'm aside with yeah. the writers on this one. Just, just so, just on the sole fact Fuck that writers. like they're gonna take too much money out. Fuck writers. I mean, in respectful, in respectfully, we get we get the fact that it's an economical gain for people to make money in in the economy. Like I literally like in this is all wrapped back to basically the same question and the same like topic, and it's shitty. Like that we have like we try to switch to a topic, but it literally routes back to the same exact ideology. Like you and I both know. People right fucking now, right at this very freaking moment, that they don't work for, they work for like 10 hours a week, dead serious. And they've got, they get paid more than, easily more than the average person gets, makes it, makes in a year, easily, with like probably $20,000 more. I mean, and I'm sure you can agree with that. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not mad at somebody getting their money in. You know, doing it. Same thing with writers. Writers do work hard, no doubt. Like one of my good friends is a, like is an aspiring, wants to be a writer, and like that, like a like a wants to write his own stuff, and like that's awesome, and I think it's really great, and I think it's admirable. Not something I could do personally, or have the time to do, or want to spend time doing. But speaking of funny jokes, I went to Chat GBT. I typed in, write a funny joke for Key and Peele. <laughs> and this is what the response said verbatim. They said, sure, here's a joke for Key and Peel. Why did the key go to the doctor? Because Why? it had a little because it had a little peel. I mean, bro, like this is what I'm talking about, bro. Like, I mean, obviously it's more elaborate than that, and you can get a lot more elaborate, but like we're talking about you guys write these scripts and some of the most immaculate scripts in the world have been written and produced and everything right out of Hollywood, straight out. But do not tell me and sit here, say, I'm going to strike and be a, be a whole ass asshole. I get it from the creativity side of things. Like, you're not allowed to be a creative because it's what you base your whole career off of. And I think you're fantastic at it. You're better than the above average person at doing it if you're writing in Hollywood for at least good lines of uh production but the the fact of the matter is is that if you think that you are going to be a computer who can write your script in a night when you take a year and they're gonna pay you like you said six figures sometimes millions of dollars you're fucking tripping bro you are absolutely <laughs> well i mean for starters that was a shit joke <laughs> No, the joke stuck, but it's still, it wrote a joke. And I'm like I said, it can be more elaborate than that if we wanted it to. We understand AI has capabilities. We don't even like that. The, the, the creator of AI, one of the original guys that, you know, started on the AI project, I saw something the other day, him talking about how, how dangerous AI can be. 
And I agree with him, but I'm, I'm embracing it at the same time because I understand that it's part of what I live in. I can't, can, you can control the environment you're in, but you can't control the world you live in. Let's just, hey, let, let's, hey, remember that? Remember what I just said there? The environment, not the world. Bar. Right? Bar. So, so if we're living in a world that's controlled by a lot of its AI and there's a lot of technology, like, granted, we don't even, have people don't even use their actual debit cards to pay anymore. They use their phones. Like, Let's, I mean, if we break it down to the most minuscule stuff, there's so many things that we don't have to have physically and that don't need to be activated or done by a human being. Well, let's not act and like, yes, the, <clears throat> let's also not act like the writers don't have any leverage here. Because the way, oh, of course, they can take their scripts, they can do everything. Yeah. Yeah. If they're not there, you know, it's not just movie writers that are going on strike. It's, uh, night show, Saturday Night Live people, those shows are done on a week-to-week basis. So, um, yeah. you know, if a writer takes, if all the writers walk out and no one's writing any of the shows, that can be extremely detrimental to the bottom line and the product uh, of the studios that are trying to produce this thing. Now, you know, that's a leverage. They can get them back. They can go and rewrite. Um, they can go and ban AI or you could just be pushing the companies to, you know, look into AI even quicker by y'all walking out and, you know, their backs against the wall. So they're probably just like, all right, well, let's really try the AI, AI thing out. And shit, yeah. South Park dropped the episode in the new season solely written by AI. And it was a good episode. So y'all, y'all in trouble, bro. Y'all in trouble. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be real. Like, I, I think that like, it's phenomenal what we're able to do. It's really, it is a slippery slope. Like it's it, it, like we talked about, um, but I'm, like I said, you can't control that environment, but you definitely, you can't, you can't control the world, but you definitely can control your environment. Do what you got to do on your end to make sure that you're in a good spot, regardless of whatever your profession is, writing, etc. And based on, I don't want the economy to fail. There will be a point if this becomes real with the 300 million jobs and like these things become a lot more automated. That's will be a point where the economy will hit a weird like point that has probably never hit before. Um, just because it's like not low, not high. Like it won't even be like something that's just so, it'll just be something we've never seen before in the market. And that's for my market, market buffs out there, the people that really pay attention to the stock market. Um, but one of the things that, um, we love to talk about here is obviously we love music and we love we love rap i mean we do we love hip-hop we love rap um in particular but over the last what week two two weeks or something i mean like we know jack harlow dropped an album uh called jack man let's just put that out there before we start getting active um MGK recently dissed Jack Harlow on a cipher where he basically was alluding to the fact that, like, on the album, Jack Harlow alluded to the fact that he was the hardest white boy since Eminem. Yeah, he, he knew not to say better than Eminem since him because nobody's beating Eminem on the white guy scale. But from this recent cipher, MGK puts off and he throws some bars out there. Really, the question I have is, like, who would get the nudge at the end of the day between the two? 
comparison of their bars, what they've done, etc. Um, and I want to let you roll it because you might have. Uh, I mean, I don't. I looked at the clip on my end. If you guys haven't seen, it, I don't know if Mike's going to put it up, but either way, um, want to get your thoughts on that, Mike, because I know that that's something like I know exactly who I think respectfully is a better rapper. Should I should I play a little bit of it? Let me just give him a little snippet of what's going on here. Give him a snippet. Give him a snippet. All right, we're live in the homie's backyard, and today it's just me and the cipher. Yeah. Turn me up. Yo. Hey, yo. Sit back and watch me do this. Correct all the stupids who tried to put me in the box. I had to solve like Rubik's with no blueprints, just music. Nothing they say about me on computers compares to a dad who was abusive. I go to war with these stars. No George Lucas make a call. And here's Johnny. Keep me shining like I'm Stanley Kubrick. That line went over your head like the airbender's tattoo is. Next line that goes into my nose might make the other do it. Spent so much of my personal savings on Colombian pure. Yes, sir. Like I'm can't go in on the shit when I sit there talk walk rap sing my mouth Jack what you finna do boy he coming at your neck son that glamorous bar that that's not gonna get it done my boy all right that's enough that's enough that's enough Jack man Jack man Jack I don't even let me let me go and get this straight yo that was bold, and I feel you, Jack. You came out here. You're the hardest man since, you know, the dude who was talking about spaghetti, his mom's spaghetti and whatnot. But Need me. MGK kind of washed you, my bruh. He kind of... And, 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 and what we forget about, too, is, you know, MGK kind of held his own against... The guy who was talking about his mom's spaghetti. I'm not too old. I'm not too young to remember uh, when MGK and Eminem had a little diss track going back and forth. MGK came for the king. He came for the crown. He held his own. He got he 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 took the L, but he held his own. I think he took the L. I mean, but Killshot was still. He, he came for the he came he came for the English the English crown like the Queen's crown because you know it's the white side. He came for that one. He didn't come for the African crown because he already knew better. Yeah, for, for sure. So, I mean, I think when it comes down to just straight up bars, MGK is taking Jack Harlow any day. Uh, you know, and I, I think we forget about it because now MGK is on some alternative shit and he's an actor. Yeah, yeah. But if we talking about hits, though, MGK, sit your ass down, bro. Sit your ass down. Because yeah. I think at the end of the day, MGK's talking about bars, but I think at the end of the day, what's going to really matter is hits, my boy. And that's why I'm siding with Jack, with Harlow, Big Dog, Mr. Tyler Hero himself. Jack Harlow's about to bring all of the hits. His album was amazing. Oh, okay. You got it. Chad said his album was amazing. Oh, my God. So... Well, Chad also doesn't like Drake, so I can't I can't be respecting that. This new album, man. No, dude, the first song slaps. It got me hooked. I was like, oh my god, Jack Harlow with the 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 topical like deep shit, and I was like, 
holy shit let me listen to the rest the next album there's only one song i forgot which one that was a little bit of a miss for me but everything else slaps he put his he said i got lyrics in the rap game i can rap about my own experiences even though he's like a suburban white guy i'm like i'm a suburban black guy and i can kind of relate to this good album (laughs) i can relate to this so there you have it i just want to let it be known I want to let it be known. No, no, no. No, you got you to gotta cancel whatever the fuck Chad just said, bro. You got to cancel that. This man don't like Drake. So I, I can't I can't even. I, there's no validity. There's no validity there. I mean, I wasn't there's no validity crazy. on what he said. I, mean, I, I went back and listened to it, and it was not that good. He is just a <laughs> super suburban black kid, bro. He That's exactly what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a suburban black kid. <laughs> Came out and he could not hold it. He had to get up out of his room to come out and say it. <laughs> he had to come out. Bro, uh, I cannot go with Jack on this, bro. I'm gonna be a hundred percent like bar. I looked at this for strictly bars, bro. Not a versus battle. I wouldn't even talk about a versus battle because hits is hits, and you love talking about versus battles because that's what that's your that's like your overarching. That's your trump card, you know. Um, and I respect that. Like, I think versus battles do typically match out best of the best overall, typically. But in terms of rap game, I'm thinking of, like, Eminem was so powerful in the rap game because he was a real lyricist. It wasn't the fact that he was – it was the hits. The hits were a plus. It was the fact – excuse me – that this motherfucker could fucking spit bars. That's all it is. He could spit fucking bars. That was it. MGK just shat on Jack's head in one fucking set. Like, he just said, oh, here we go, and just hopped on the toilet said, hey, let me, I'm going to do this demonic shit like I did with Megan. I'm going to take a shit and bleed all over you, bro. <laughs> like, that's what he was on, bro. He was on some shit like, I'm trying to put you down in the dirt after you said the most disrespectful shit, in my opinion. Granted, they, Eminem did get this man, MGK, to leave the rap game and go do that alternative pop shit, so that's crazy. Um, that's like, that was <laughs> yeah, crazy. That's wild. But I just based on one cypher and like, and I'm not going to sit here and lie. MGK has got some good fucking bars in some of his other songs. Like, it's not like he can't do some rap. Like he's got good shit out there. If you ever heard the wild boy remix, bro, just that spe- dude, he goes fucking insane. You think, you think he's out here fucking rapping with the best of them all the time. <laughs> Obviously, the lack of consistency is a big is a big issue. But in terms of bar for bar, if he if they fucking came in and said, "Yo, don't use no tracks from no song he released or no 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 lines from the songs released," I'm telling you, he's bodying Jack. He's bodying Jack. And I think Jack's got flow, but the problem is Jack goes around and he fucking sounds like Drake. That is the biggest criticism that everyone has of him is he sounds like Drake. That's why girls love him. Like, not because he's charming, I don't not hear because that, he's though. got good I don't, I don't hear Jack sounding like Drake. He's got that flow. He's got that flow. His flow's similar, and he's trying to – he ain't trying to swipe it because he can't swipe Drake's flow. Like, you fucking with the wrong My thing is, like, if he's Drake, trying bro. to sound like Drake, to me, he's doing a poor-ass job of it. Like, I don't hear him sounding like Drake because I just feel like – if that's really what he's going for, then he's just completely missing the mark because he ain't sounding like Drake. He ain't rhyming like Drake. He ain't he ain't throwing melodies like Drake. He ain't harmonizing like Drake. So get that comparison oh, we out know, of here. We know, 
we know, but that's that I'm telling you, bro. Like for anybody out here, like is watching, is listening, whatever, you understand, like there are critics out there that will talk about what he does and the way that he combines his his some soliloquies together that hit a different way. And it's just the way that they bounce. It's very similar to Drake's flow, aside from the melodies and the harmonies that he hits, because he's not a singer. I don't want to hear Jack sing. I do not. I don't no, even want to no. think about that. Well, let's let's. No. I mean, Jack Harlow, he's a funny nigga, right? So we yeah, can't yeah. really base he's this dumb, off of that just off dumb, of. Bro. We can't just base this off of MGK's re- response because Jack wasn't. He didn't make the track as a diss to anyone. It was just bigging himself up. So we need a you Jack. That's like an indirect diss, bro. If How is it an indirect diss? The hot... There's no other white boy in the rap game right now. Bro, but just in general, like, you think about, like, it's not like MGK's been out for fucking a decade. When's like, the last time you thought just... of MGK as a rapper? Bro, I don't listen to him religiously, and I don't listen to Jack religiously. I do like one of his albums, like, the, the album we spoke about, uh, I believe, the last podcast. But, like, I mean, it's just, it's, I'm not a hater of Jack either. Like, I love Jack Harlow. But, like, just bar for bar, respectfully, I think that he's getting outspit, not just from the cypher. I think he just, MGK can put together, from my opinion, Jack has good bars because that's why he is doing so well, not only. But the fact of the matter is he said rapper. He didn't say he was the baddest white boy out, period. He said baddest. He was a, I am that fucking kid. I will outwrap you any day of the week. That's the type of shit he's on. MGK can't get on the same flows as Jack, just like Jack can't get on the same flows as MGK. Like, they're, they're different. But the thing is, I think the difference, respectfully, is better on the behalf of MGK's part as a rapper, not as a whole-encompassing artist, if that makes sense. Well, hopefully Jack gives us a response. I'm ex- since he's a funny nigga, I'm expecting him to come out and really just disrespect MGK on some levels that we're not even thinking of and just having fun with it, honestly. It would be funny as hell if he had, like, uh, Drewski come in and roast MGK, like, mid-fucking rap. That would be fucking gold, bro. Jack, if you're listening to yeah, that, you listen to me, bro. Get Drewski me, to fucking like, roast get 2% on MGK. That. Get 2%. Yeah, yeah. Let me get let me get my two or just shout out. The but no, nah, man, honestly, bro. Yeah, just shout it out. Like, go follow that shit. Um, I know that obviously for us, we're like very opinionated on behalf and like understand that like, excuse me, that things happen. But I think that like when it comes down to like reality i feel like we have to talk about this shit every fucking week bro there's always fucking something there's always something that happens in the united states in particular it's not in the world it's literally in the united states it's not like it's in fucking china where shit happens every day and we don't even fucking know it but like so if you guys didn't hear uh recently there was a known homeless man uh, who would do like Michael Jackson impressions and stuff on the train. And, uh, and he was also like, I guess he was, I'm assuming if he's homeless, he's starving. That was from the, and he had a little bit of a mental crisis as well, but I'd probably have a mental crisis too. If I was legitimately on the street and homeless, I think everybody would. Um, he was recently killed by a ex white ex Marine. And I have to mention that just to make sure people don't think I'm not trying to bring race, but I'm just being real. This man, Jordan Neely was black. Uh, and I believe 30 years old, I believe that he was. Um, 
killed by a 24 year old ex Marine who saw it as an action to protect the people within the F train up in Manhattan. We've ridden, we've literally ridden that train. Like we have ridden that multiple times. Like that's, a, that's a, that's what, that's what kind of hit me a little bit different. Cause I'm like, I didn't see this guy, but maybe I didn't notice it. Who knows? Um, yeah. But um, to put it in the regard of, and I'm not trying to protect the Marine. I'm not trying to protect Neely. I'm just taking a very stance. He's putting this out there as news. Cause we want to treat, treat this as news for y'all folks as well. Um, but from the side of Neely or um, of the Marine, yes, apparently he had a history, and you know how the media can warp things, but apparently he had a history of not necessarily attacking, but being maybe more aggressive towards some of the uh, passengers on the train. And obviously being in a mental crisis and being homeless doesn't make it easier. But, and then you go from the side of uh, Neely's side. He's just a homeless guy who's doing what he obviously enjoys doing in the Michael Jackson impressions and stuff. And he's homeless and he's hungry. And apparently well, in the time of need, he was. No, so go, what? Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, apparently in the time of need, he was saying he was hungry. He said he was starving, which I can, I can, I can, I can, uh, I can definitely respect like any type of like, if you were feeling a little distraught, it was probably from your hunger. I was reading something about the day. If you are starving, you have like less, your temper is like non-existent. Like you don't, you can't like control, like it's almost like you can't control like your own emotions. So I, I, I mean, I just wanted to make it public. I think we both did. We obviously, um, uh, uh, you know, condolences to the Neely family um, and who, whoever's involved. Um, and obviously, um, the biggest issue is the fact that the ex-Marine basically is not, like, being properly investigated upon this upon this regard. There's just a, lot, a lot of speculation. But I'm going to let you elaborate uh, with maybe some things that I didn't mention, Mike, and um, just make that known. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's kind of a tough situation here because he did have a history of harassing folks and uh he's been arrested 44 times that's no uh fact that we can't shed away uh that is true and you know that does play an important part it it, it speaks to um what could have been going on on the train at the time and why uh the marine felt it was necessary to detain him but at the same time your past is not a your past is not something that should be dictated towards should your life end in that situation or should it keep going? Um, so the Marine acted and we also got to look, the Marine could have PTSD. He saw that, you know, someone was opposing a threat and he just did what he was trained to do as a Marine to, you know, yeah. put down that threat. Uh, but at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you know, you're not in the Marines right now. You're in society. And, <clears throat> you know, regardless of what the man's past was, it was not okay to detain him in the fashion that he did and, you know, at the pace that he did. Uh, you know, I saw a lot of people say, you know, he was still alive. He was gasping for air. Well, you know, that's really, uh, what is it called? I'm drawing a blank, a noggle breathing where it's really like your last gasp of air before... Yeah. Yeah, 
you're taking you're taking that breath because your body doesn't know what else to do and it's breathing is involuntary so you're going to do it regardless you've lost the ability to breathe because your brain probably at that point is already like forgotten how to and it's just doing what it knows to basically the last wit so um that's uh it's an unfortunate situation um i do want to say is like i agree with you like as a marine or as a person that's been in combat i have i have a lot of respect for any person that's in the military regardless of your branch or what you do i do i have a ton of respect for you because i'm not gonna go out there and fucking do it i'm just gonna be i'm gonna be straight up bro i want to sit my ass in a fucking office and fucking do my work but at the end of the day like to use deadly force like there's a difference in like detain detainment is different from deadly force like there have definitely been times in my life where i'm not necessarily saying that like I was being so violent or anything like that where like I should have been like chokeholded and I'm not strong enough for anybody to even feel like that. And he didn't look like he was strong enough either. The kid's fucking starving. So that's where I kind of get a little bit upset because I'm like, you could have probably put him to sleep for a second. You didn't have to, you know, literally crush his shit. Like that's literally what happens when you, if you guys don't know the, the anatomy of a chokehold, the chokehold, if it presses, it presses directly on the esophagus. The esophagus allows you to breathe directly through your lungs. That breath allows oxygen to your brain, which the brain runs every single function in your body. Those are the involuntary things you do. So uh, once again, I, I'm the, the condolences to uh the neely family um obviously i hope it's properly investigated no matter what the verdict is um we don't like to be political around here and you know this um we stay out of that um but we speak on behalf of you know not just not just the community of like people who want to like be knowledgeable about these things but understand that these things will continue to happen there's good and there's good and bad people not saying that marine was bad not saying neely was bad um but there's things that just I feel like are a bit unacceptable on both on in and unfortunately in a post humanist uh party and a living party. Um and that's where you have to draw the line. Respectfully, like the thing is like I said, the thing that was so surreal for me is that I've been on that train before and like it's like I couldn't imagine experiencing that situation, whether he was harassing me or not, and then seeing that happen. It's like I wouldn't wish death upon nobody. Um, I wouldn't wish death upon my worst enemy. So, um, and that's just that's just how I live. And I would hope that uh, you know people in our community, the people that listen or uh, watch, like you're not like that either. That's just not who we are as people. We weren't raised like that. So, um, yeah, just want to make that known. Also, one more thing that came in the news. I did want to speak about it because. Um, I just think it's fucking out of hand at this point. I want to once again bring up the very fact there was another shooting, another mass shooting um, with, I believe, eight people dead at seven injured. Might be more body count now. Want to let it be known once again, folks, that if you are going to hold or roll, have guns, protect them and. And. If you don't protect them. Be ready to pay the consequences if your children or it gets into the wrong hands of anybody else. That's all I wanted to say on that that topic because I'm tired of it and I'm getting I'm quite frankly I'm just getting sick of it um, and it's it's getting it's pissing me off. So that's all I'm gonna say. Well said.
Yeah. Um, but on a lot of note, you know, it's, you know what time it is. Um, black react. Little black react. Yes, sir. Little black react. And so this week, oh, dude, we had to make it controversial, didn't we? We had to make it something, something that I, like it's almost like they knew. It's like we didn't have Chad as the median here to be a little kiss up, like how he always is. Uh, I'm just joking. I love you. I love you, Chad. Um, but the question of the week is: Do you prefer? And this is from a guy's perspective. We're two guys, so we could definitely have the right mindset here. Uh, do you prefer uh, the girl to pretend like she's going to pay for her meal on a first date, or would you, as the guy? Ex, uh, expect that guy as a or would or you as a girl expect that guy to pay and not offer so right. i'm gonna go ahead and take the lead on this one um and i feel like i don't know if people will agree with my take or if other fellows will agree to my take but ladies personally we'll for see. me i can't stand when the female pretends like she's going to buy, like she's going to pay for herself. For me personally, like, and I'm talking about, let's set the stage. I'm talking about a first date with a female. Not like we've been together for a long time and your girl's trying to cop the mm-hmm. check. And that's different. That's different. That's different. That's different. That's we're talking about different. first date. This is the first time we're talking to each other. We sit down at the restaurant and she goes to grab and she's going to pay for it. Do not do that, please. I do not like that. Like I'm going, I'm going to take the bill. I'm going. You know when I hate it the most, bro? I hate it when they do that right in front of the waiter. So now the waiter looking at me like I'm a bitch, bro. <laughs> Just like, yeah. you know, like, oh, so you gonna make her? I'm like, nah, because like I was gonna pay this. I don't need you to grab that. You and you know you won't finna pay shit. <laughs> you know you were waiting for me. It's the slowest, like especially they, if they planned it. They over here rumbling if through their purse it. and shit, like they, like they can't find their card. Bitch, I see that fucking card right there. If you gonna pay it, go ahead. And that pull shit that like shit they ain't been swiping. Yeah, you ain't been swiping that shit. You've been online shopping. You've been yeah. online shopping with that shit. Like, I'm quit joking. fumbling in that um, bag over here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay it. Uh, don't grab, don't grab for it i got it don't pretend like you're gonna do it just know that i'm gonna pay and sit there and if you know and if i ain't grabbing for it then we gonna have an awkward conversation but i'm always gonna grab for it on the first date uh you know i mean i ain't got no problem who split both ways that that shit's cool that that shit would be fine with me but uh if, if i'm if i'm showing up i'm just assuming i'm paying you should assume i'm paying don't over here. Don't grab for it. We ain't got to play that little. We ain't got to do the little cha-cha slide, a little tango. We don't have to do that dance. I'm paying. Forget about it. Yeah, man. And uh, it, unfortunately, we usually, I, I feel like it's it's so funny. And I want to like put this out there in perspective for the folks that are watching. Like as at least, like we haven't said it enough or we didn't mention in the very beginning. If you've been watching us since the very beginning, since we started this podcast, like you guys know we're, we're, we're three, three best friends, like, and we do agree on a lot of stuff like we agree on a lot of different things and a lot of different topics and a lot of different zones but this is somewhere i have to disagree with you mike like for me as a guy right like i would rather you see i'm a psychology guy man like i i'm like big into that like it's so crazy now that i'm into it like when i years ago like even a few years ago when my sister was studying it I was like, oh, that shit's bullshit. Like, uh, but I am a big proponent of mind over matter. Like, that's one thing that I'm like. But um, enough in the weeds. But 
I mean, I would prefer, from my regard, be like, at least, like, for me, it, like, subconsciously makes me feel like you're comfortable if I wasn't gonna, like, going to pay or wasn't gonna, like, offer to pay off the rip and, like, go with it. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, if, if, if say, one day we do end up in the long-lasting couple marriage, whatever you want to fucking, you know, put whatever title tag you want in it, right? Um, DJ drama, like, I mean, you could put whatever title tag you want. Um, but, I mean, for me, it's like, oh, like, she's, like, being somewhat considerate of my wallet. But, yes, I do agree with you. Don't do it in front of the fucking waiter. But, like, for me... <laughs> Like I 100% agree with you on that. That that is not cool. That that's not cool at ass, all. Ass, bro. Don't do that shit. Especially especially if it's a fee, if it's a waitress and it's like, damn, she gonna think my ass is broke. Like she gonna <laughs> like, and it's like, and you like try, cutting and our nuts off. And it and it ain't even like that. And it's like, so then then I'm thinking about it like this because like, let's be real, like nowadays you're not taking girls to dinners for first dates. You're taking them out to drinks. You're taking them out like places where you can be sociable and she has an easy escape and she doesn't feel uncomfortable. Let's just be honest. We know this is how the world works nowadays, um, especially with the hookup culture that we live in as well. It makes it very viable um, to have a first drink. And if you think we're going to go to the bar and it's like, we just be splitting checks at the bar the whole time we're there for an hour and a half, hour 15. And you're going to, every time we like, I, cause I'm a big fan of closing my tab. Like I just don't be keeping that shit open. As I got older, I kept it open, but I realized that I start spending too much money and I got to stop that shit. Um, like I got to stop, but, um, I'm a big fan of like closing out my tab a lot. Like, so you think every time I close my tab, you're going to have to act like you doing it. Like, yes, act like you doing it. If that's what you want to do. Um, I just think that like, it's weird because I feel it depends on the type of day. If it's a dinner date, definitely act like you're going to pay for it. But if you're, if we're out for drinks, you know, like don't even fucking put, just, you got the purse there for no goddamn reason. It's just there to look cute. It ain't there for the pay for shit. It's to show some clout and that's it. Like that's all it's there for. Your MK, your Gucci, your Louis, your YSL, whatever you fucking got. I don't care. Like nobody cares about what's on the outside they care about what's on the inside it's the same way it regards to a woman or a person in general nobody cares about what you look at on the outside care about what you how you are on the inside i mean you can't be ugly because you can't be walking around with no walmart purse but like at, at, the, end, at the end of the day at the end of the day if that walmart purse got fucking millions of dollars on the bank accounts in there ain't nobody gonna give a fuck i promise you so look my whole thing I is think it, my whole thing is dude is Cause I know that you're, I know that you're like, I just know that it's phony. It's just a look. I know damn well she didn't come up to this dinner expecting to pay half. All she's doing there is a test. Like, why are you, why are you doing this phony test? You know, I'm about to grab, you know, I'm about to grab the check. We ain't got to play the little dance, you know? And, and if I sat there and let you grab it too, you know what she's going to hit? She's, I got to use the bathroom group message. I can't believe this nigga. <laughs> we pay. I, I ordered the filet mignon thinking he was going to pay. <laughs> my ass got a salad. What the fuck you mean? Like, she got, you get filet mignon all you want. I'll get this fucking salad. This shit, what, fucking $30, $25 for a damn salad with a ruler. Yeah. And girls, if you really approaching the dinner, like, you're not sure if you're going to pay, then you better order something like you about to pay. <laughs> 
Exactly. Don't be out there ordering exactly. something that we finna that you think we about to pay for, but you gonna come up and grab your car like mm, I might pay. Like you're not about to pay shit, yo. We know we know how it rolls. We literally know. Like we're smart enough as people, we understand how it goes. I mean, I'm fine with it. Like I said, if it's a dinner date, definitely do it. But if it's like a if it's a drinks type of thing, man, I'm a hundred percent like, please do not like every time this shit comes out, please God, like this shit is just getting annoying. Like, cause if we drink it, we gonna have some drinks. It could be a damn Tuesday night. We gonna have about three, four. Uh, uh, what is it? The fucking uh, what those martinis called now? The fucking ones that girls are obsessed with now. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my gosh, espresso, espresso martinis. You gonna have oh, about four of them hoes. Those shits like, fire, yo. Yeah, I mean, bro, I'll put you, I'll put your ass in an Uber right back to the house too, cause you ain't gonna, you are not gonna make it in the car you came in if you if you drove separate. That's also it. if we split in the check, still don't grab for the check, cause I'm gonna grab it, I'm gonna pay for it, and then as we walking down and whatnot, I'll be like, so what's your Venmo, baby? <laughs> yeah. I'll go ahead and request you that <laughs> that twenty real quick. Hey, we talked about this Apple Pay, bro. What you oh, mean? Oh yeah, Apple Pay, Apple on, Pay. Bro. Go ahead, Apple That's, Pay hey, me that, that a little that's... bit. That shit ain't that hard, bro. That's like we know the face. And if you ain't got it, and look, I ain't hitting no folks that got Androids because my mom got an Android. I, she just, I, I don't know. But look, if you got an Android, like you ain't, you ain't even gonna make it to the day because I ain't looking at fucking green messages. I don't think anybody wants to look at <laughs> nah. that shit. Like, nah. <laughs> like you better be in, you better be in the goddamn sticks. That's the only reason them shits are sitting out. That green. box Not better be good, like, son. It better be worth the Android. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, I think that's a real perplexing thing. I did want to say as well, in terms of in terms of first dates, I do agree the fact, and I think most people would agree with the fact that if you are going on a first date as a guy, obviously plan it. But two, like if she is like, it depends on where you live. Like if you're in Charlotte, Raleigh, if you're in Cal- certain parts of Cali, if you're in New York, like there's certain places like how you go about like making sure she's safe and she's cool. Like if I was in New York, I'd be like, oh, like I'll, I'll, I'll buy, I will literally buy you an Uber there. Or you can, if you live super close, you can walk there and I'll, you know, I can Uber like back with you to the house and I'll just ride my Uber back to where I'm at. Like there, there's all types of ways. Like some people are like, you should pick her up, but it's like, that's super old school. Some girls may love that. Nah, some girls nah. may hate it. You don't, you can't pick up on a first date. It doesn't give her an escape. Nah, nah, exactly. Exactly. But if you're smart and she says, yes. Hey, take it, bro. Cause hey, take that it point, because yeah, at that point it's she gonna rat. try to run. If if she try to if she try to if she try to run, she got to call Uber, and she ain't trying to pay that twenty that fifteen dollar Uber. Nah, not after I just made her pay half for that dinner. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're right, they're right. But nah, nah man, I think I think I'm th- <laughs> I think we hit everything on the head tonight. It was a good show once again. Um obviously love 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 the topics we could talk about ai every week if y'all have any topic ideas feel free to throw them up down below in the youtube comments reach out on our social media if you don't follow those there's at three brothers 919 uh go follow that on instagram um and and once again like and subscribe on the youtube it'll really help out and we really really do appreciate it um more than you probably know and just Continue to keep listening and keep watching, and we'll keep trying to entertain the best we can. That's what we do. That's what we do. Well, I'm going to go ahead and close this one out. For the fellas out there listening, listen, man, they only want a 1% man, so you got to quit your bitching and get your bread up. I'm going to tell you every week. If you're getting annoyed by it, don't worry. I'm going to tell you every week. Mike's got your back. I'm your motivator. For the ladies out there listening, hey, 
if fucking Cardi B can get cheated on, if Kylie Jenner can get cheated on, then guess what? He don't want you and you need to move on. But it's okay because you're still beautiful and powerful and will always love you. It's the After Dark Podcast. Until next time.